Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. My name is Felipe, and here we are, a Pop Culture 2023 Review Podcast. It's going to be no more than 25 minutes, I think, because I do got a time crunch, and ya boy, this is probably the last podcast of the year. I want to do a best of 2023, but that might be coming to you all in the new year. Uh, before we get started here, let me just go over a couple quick stats for the Brazilian Dragon Podcast here in our year of our Lord 2023. Now, let me go pull up my podcast data sheet. Uh, first off, if you are listening to this and you listen to the Brazilian Dragon regularly, please reach out on social media at with the fleep on all social media. You can also follow my podcast and comedy page at Brazilian Dragon on both TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think it's something else because too many characters. Let me just pull up the stats here. So we started the podcast in 2020 and on January 4th, we released the first episode of the year with Jetlad the Game. That was episode 146 and this here will be episode 173. So let's do some quick math because I am not good at math in my head. 173 minus 146 is a 27 podcast number. So we didn't do a ton of stuff this year. It was probably my weakest year podcasting wise since starting up, but I'm very proud of all the stuff that I've done this year. I want to keep churning out more. My dedication to churning out more fun content in the new year will be uh, to do more stuff. I want to podcast more. It's not from a lack of trying. It's just been a really weird year. What with um, uh, the first half of the year was like symbolic for all the fun that I was having. I had a core group of friends that I was hanging out almost every day, if not, if not daily. Um, but it kind of took away from my podcasting, my job also commitment, adulting is hard, got into the standup. And then I kind of lost myself through depression because I realized this friend group wasn't the healthiest for me. They weren't the best people. And I learning that was really hard and it hit me hard. It was really challenging to get through a couple months later. And I definitely can see like there was a stall. Like I had podcasts that I was dropping, but it wasn't consistent and they were all banked. Um, we did a couple of Scooby-Doo podcasts this year. We got through Scooby-Doo Camp Scare all the way to Big Top Scooby-Doo. Um, we did uh, some jet lag podcasting with Deanna. We did the Brazilian Dragon Games at the start of the year with Mark. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with Strunk. Uh, we did a, a Si Se Puede with Marissa, which was great. Uh, episode 150 was a big accomplishment of the year with AJ, Navi, and Nicole. We did a podcast draft for things you had to be there for from our childhood. Uh, we also did uh, some High School Musical the Musical stuff at the end of the year with Sam. Uh, and we also started kicking off our Media Made Me project. And I got to interview some of my favorite content creators out there, like my favorite podcaster. I am his biggest fan. It is official, Rob Sisternino. I talked to LaTanya, Mike Bloom, uh, uh, Shannon Gus. Uh, that was all super fun. Talked to some friends as well, Deja and Divey, some content creators, Twinstagrammers, if you will. Alec Hester talked about his upbringing, my friends Lonnie, Dahlia, and Jordan from the comedy scene, and my buddy Daniel Strunk. Uh, we talked about uh, his media consumption and what made him. But uh, with that said, let's uh, do some highlights of the year uh, in terms of the pop culture that I consumed. Also, if you were sad that I didn't do a ton of podcasting, well, at least you got more than the What You Do In podcast did. I don't know how many podcasts we cranked out from that. 
series, but the Phineas and Ferb rewatch project is moving slowly, but we're having a great time doing it. Um, and I didn't do any extracurricular podcasting much this year. Did I? I did a shit 90s shows taught me episode and a couple episodes of one indescribable podcast, but didn't really pop over to post show recaps. Didn't do any RHAP. Uh, it was a very chill year podcasting wise for me, but we're going to get into the game next year. What we are doing here, and I'm going to write a whole blog post about this. So if you didn't catch it there, that's totally okay. I want to do a podcast about talking about the 10 most important movies and 10 most important shows. And of course, because I love uh, to, uh, play by bending the rules of these games it's not going to be an exact 10 so let's start with um tv let's start kicking off with tv so um i'm going to kind of go in chronological order for my year so the first thing on my list is you now you probably know that you has been around for a while it's a netflix show warner brothers co-production um and it's about joe goldberg Penn Badgley plays him, and he's a psychopath. He is not okay, and he likes to kidnap people and put them in cages. And I was hit up by LaTanya at the end of last year and was like, do you watch you? And I'm like, no, but I respect LaTanya. I will listen to whatever she does. And I was like, okay, I want to listen to your podcast, so let me uh, do some research. So I binged watched you the first three seasons. When I was in Brazil visiting family at the start of January, I was hooked, girly pops. I was all in. And then, unfortunately, the season... Season four did not hit me. I think the back half of season four was strong, but the first few episodes, they released it in two drops and it really didn't hit. But if I were to say my favorite characters of the year, I think Delilah and um, Ellie, I think is Jenna Ortega's character, the Elvis sisters in season two. I love them. I love season two and three the most. I think those are my two favorites. I liked season one. Peach was a big character from that season. Beck, of course, but that's you. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Poker Face. And I binge watched the first half of the series um, in one sitting, basically. And I love Charlie Kale. Natasha Leone is great in this role. Then I took a pause and then I binge watched later in August. Um, so uh, it, the second half didn't hit as strong. I I think I was spoiled on the Jorson Gordon-Levitt episode. Um, my friend Robbie was like, oh, this is cinema. And I think I was spoiled because I had high expectations. But my favorite episode of the entire series is going to be the one with Jamila Jamil. Uh, I really liked that episode and uh, the the like play on the Columbo uh, motifs that they have, the, the themes where I, I love playing around with the formula. I really love the barbecue episode with Lil Roy Howery. I love the second episode with um, my girl. Oh my God, what's her name? Uh, she uh, plays uh, Anissa and um, in How Never Have Ever, Megan Surrey. And she's going to come up again in this podcast. Uh, Megan Surrey, she's in that episode. Uh, like I love those episodes uh, in particular. I also like the race car episode with uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Those are probably my standout ones of the show. Um, highly recommend Poker Face if you haven't caught it yet. And the premiere, one of the best premieres of the year. Um, Succession is next on my list. And Succession, I had never seen, but everyone was buzzing about it. And I binged watch it. I binged watch it within a few weeks. I've actually never rewatched the finale and I need to. Um, but I went to a finale party that my friend Karina did. And it was a lot of, uh, interesting finale party that was a show i should have probably not gone to a finale party because finale parties you can't really hear anything people talk over but um i was a kendall guy i just related to him the most probably because like he deals with depression anxiety um i can see some of that qualities in myself um and if you're keeping track uh i kind of got shivved and romaned at the end of the day i wasn't toxic like kendall i just got pushed aside by a person i saw as my brother and a person as i saw as my sister and they pushed me aside uh because they kind of suck low-key but we're not going to get here with my personal drama. Uh, next up, we'll have Never Have I Ever. 
Sex Education, and High School Musical Musical Series. So yes, I'm cheating here because these three high school shows concluded this year with their fourth seasons respectfully. Um, and I love all three of them. Never Have I Ever, I think will go down as my favorite season of the year. Season four, I watched in one sitting and I bawled my eyes out. It was beautiful. I loved it. And then I stayed up way too late and had to catch a train to go to New York the next day when I was in Boston. Uh, it was great. Sex Education, I think, also ended solidly. Uh, High School Musical, the musical series, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I was not a big fan of seasons three and four. But I think for what they were going for, the final episode was actually pretty good. It got me in the feels. I cried. But I just don't like what the show became after the first two seasons. Um, so with that said, oh, let me go through my favorite characters for the show. Charlie, Charlie Kale, Kendall, uh, Davy Vishwakumar, my favorite character of this category. I just loved growing with Davy every single year. My next up, we have reality television, which again, a subcategory. So we got Survivor 44, Survivor 45. I unfortunately did not watch Survivor Australia this year with Heroes vs. Villains. I heard it was a banger season, but I did not catch it. Uh, we got Big Brother Canada 11, Big Brother 25, and Big Brother Reindeer Games, which is my favorite of the three. Um, and then we got Claim to Fame 1 and 2, which I binge watched. And uh, we also got The Traders, U.S. I've only seen The U.S. Traders, but I hear I'm missing out on great things. There's just so much good reality television these days. Oh, Squid Game The Challenge also. How could I forget? Of course, my favorite contestant of all these shows is going to be Brandon Donlin, just because I'm biased. I knew I've been friends with him for six years, and like seeing him achieve his childhood dream not only inspired me, but also invigorated me to keep pushing, because I kind of like gave up on my survivor dream, and that's unfortunate. But seeing that my friend can do it, it's like, okay, no, this is not an unrealistic goal. Uh, I can someone I, like I'm gonna work hard. It's like it's it, just because it's improbable doesn't mean it's impossible, and I need to remember that. And I'm just gonna throw my bussy into everything. And Nicole Horn would prove of me throwing all of that energy into it. So I gotta I gotta keep trying. But uh, we got some great seasons of reality television this year. I highly recommend both Survivor 45 and Big Brother Reindeer Games to anyone who's like heard me talk about these shows over and over again. Highly recommend. Um, Claim to Fame, phenomenal. If you like pop culture, you've got to be watching Claim to Fame. Squid Game, The Challenge, really interesting storytelling and editing. Um, and also we got The Traders, which Suri won her first reality show. Could not be better. And then we got Big Brother 25 with Suri. And we got Felicia on Big Brother 25. Uh, Big Brother Canada 11 was an interesting season. I actually don't mind the no live feeds, to be honest. Like, I think, I think the fandom is so toxic. Um, most of my Big Brother Canada 11 experience was watching during what we call the hurricane here in Southern California, where it was a hurricane and then an earthquake on the same day. And I didn't feel either of it. Uh, but I spent like 12 hours just binge watching Big Brother Canada 11. So, um, like the jury on basically. Uh, up next we have Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers, RIP. What a great show. I think the first season was kind of okay and I was getting into it, but the second season, yo, that was art. I am so sad it got canceled, but also as a Bostonian, I think it's kind of funny that the last scene we have is the Lakers losing to Boston. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, it was a really phenomenal second season, and I think uh, we deserved more of the story. Uh, How I Met Your Father is next. Again, another thing that I got unfortunately canceled. I loved this season. It was so freaking good. I am bummed that it got canceled. I am a big... Uh, um, sorry, my mind went blank for a second. Big Sophie and Jesse guy. Um, but I know a lot of people want to see Sophie and Sid together. I think we were getting to some really interesting storylines, and it's such a bummer that the show got canceled when it did. Uh, we got Suits Net. Suits Defined, the later half of my year. I was watching along with the Suits Yourself podcast. My favorite is Mike Ross because I think he has the similar like sense of like morality that I do. He's really fighting for the little guy. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I just saw a lot of myself in Mike Ross, but I love this show. Uh, a theme that I found in 2023 is that I love soap operas, and we really don't have a lot more soap operas that we need to talk about, but you... Um, is the soap opera Succession. Uh, all these shows are soap operas, and I think you'll notice that theme. Gossip Girl is next. Now, Gossip Girl was earlier in the year. I was binge-watching it for my friend Maddie G's podcast. forgot I mentioned this podcast, but um, I was on The Lonely Boys, and I had to binge-watch seasons two, three, and the first half of four to do this appearance, and I got sucked in. Gossip Girl is so good. We really don't respect that show enough. And then lastly, you might think this might be a hot take, but The Mandalorian and Secret Invasion both hold a special place in my heart. Secret Invasion, my dad came to visit me um, a couple times, uh, July and September, when I wasn't doing great, and we watched it together, so I hold that memory fondly, even though the show objectively is not the strongest, but bias is important for me. And The Mandalorian, like, I just really enjoyed vibing with some of these episodes. I just, like, would watch on my iPad before bed, and it was just a good moment. Um, I really think of that season fondly. Um, now let's go over to movies. Uh, let's go backwards for, uh, let me save my favorite movie for last. So, um, we'll start off with, uh, 80 for Brady. Love that movie. Highly recommend. Unfortunately, I went with some of the people that like broke my heart later on. Uh, but, uh, I loved it. I rewatched it with my mom. I reclaimed it you know, during the Thanksgiving break. And Mora, played by the great Rita, Rita Moreno, uh, was my favorite. And I will watch this every Super Bowl. Up next, we got a recent entry, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Lucy Gray Baird is my favorite. I found out I like bluegrass music because of it. Um, and I thought it was a great um, a great film. And I, maybe it could have been two parts. Maybe it could have been a TV show. But I had a great time at the movie theaters watching it. Um, up next, we got Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yo, I went in looking for something to do before my comedy class started one day. I had a great time. I had a banger of a time with this movie, and I highly recommend, even if you're not a Dungeons & Dragons person, like I wasn't, I've only played twice on Zoom, and it wasn't my cup of tea, I definitely want to get into it in the new year, but um, with some in-person friends, but uh, I had a great time, I uh, really, really loved it, oh, let me go back and circle back, so Brandon Donlin for reality television, Magic Johnson for winning time, Jenny Humphrey was my favorite for Gossip Girl, because she was um, the mess, the drama, Mike Ross for Suits, Grogu and Baby Yoda, um, and uh, we got Jesse for How I Met Your Father and Nick Fury for Mandalorian. Or sorry, Sacred Image and Baby Yoda for Mandalorian. Uh, 80 for Brady, Mora, uh, Lucy Gray Barrett for Hunger Games, and Simon from Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. My next category is another of the cheats. It's going to be The Blackening and Joyride and Flaming Hot. Three different movies telling stories about different cultures. So The Blackening is a horror comedy film very much more on the comedy side about this group of friends who uh, reunite for Juneteenth to like hang out for the weekend and they have to play this racist game and it's really funny Dwayne Perkins wrote it um I think he is going places I'm really obsessed with uh seeing where else he goes where all these people go um it's so funny uh it was sorry Dwayne Perkins and Tracy Oliver wrote it um and then it was directed by Tim Story um Yvonne Urgy and Jay Farrell are both in it and they like have some fun cameo roles at the start of the film so um then we have joyride which is about a group of four asian people who go um to uh, i believe they go to china to uh reconnect with someone's heritage and then they find out that she's actually south korean um but and it's really interesting to talk about the different asian stories in that film one of the characters also reminds me of my friend karina it was a lot of fun and then last we have flaming hot which is a latino story so it's about the guy who um the the story is that he invented the flaming hot cheetos and he was a janitor at the frito-lays company um in, not in bakersfield that was later in the movie but uh these are kind of foggy memories of the film but i really enjoyed all three of these movies and i think we need to continue to highlight 
um, stories of people of different cultures, especially those told by people of those cultures, like Flaming Hot, directed by Eva Longoria. The Blackening is going to be directed by Tim Story. So we have... Uh, so we need to amplify these stories because I want more indigenous stories too, but not directed by Martin Scorsese, a white guy. So uh, please keep keep them coming. Uh, next up, I have the blockbusters, as I call them, Super Mario Bros. movie and Barbie um, and Oppenheimer. So these three movies were phenomenal. My favorite of the three is Super Mario's movie, but I'm a Nintendo boy at heart. I loved Luma. I loved Alan. And I loved Florence Pugh's character uh, because I thought they were the most. she was the most interesting character in that movie. Um, so th that was definition of blockbusters this year. Uh, we also have uh, Dwayne for Blackening was my favorite. Um, we got Lolo for Joyride and for Flaming Hot. I forget the guy's name, but the main character, he's my favorite. And that's some basic B energy, but I, I got to support. Um, to uh, move on, we're going to go to the Disney blockbusters is what I labeled it. So this is going to be the Marvel movies. We got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which was not good. So that's included from this list. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the Marvels, as well as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and The Little Mermaid. Um, and we'll loop Wish into here, even though it didn't do well. Uh, spoiler alert, we're missing one movie because it's going to come up later. Um, so these movies were great for the most part besides Ant-Man. That was trash. Um, boo, 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 tomato, tomato. Uh, but I love, uh, I'm a Disney guy at the end of the day. I have Disney adult disorder, as I like to joke. Um, and I had a great time with all these movies. Uh, seeing my friend Maddie light up about The Little Mermaid uh, because that's her favorite movie and uh, it came out on her birthday. That was super special. Um, and I love uh, the scuttlebutt rap. Lives right in my mind. Um, up next, we got uh, one of my favorite movie experiences of the year, Missing, which I also saw with my friend Karina and the two people that, uh, two of the three people, no, two of the multiple, we're not going to get into this. Anyways, I saw it with Karina, took an edible beforehand. It was so good. Missing, so good. It was one of those like screen life movies where they uh, do the FaceTime stuff. I had a great time. One of my favorite movies of the year. We don't talk enough about it. And my favorite was Vina, who was played by the great Megan Surrey. Um, she was like kind of the comic relief character. But I thought uh, Storm Reid, fantastic. Uh, Nia Long, love her. Uh, so we, we love to see that. Um, did I mention? So Monica Rambeau is probably my favorite Disney character of the year. I thought her performance in the Marvels was great. I also love Rocket Raccoon. Um, so up next, we got Air which I saw on a Saturday afternoon. Dolores Jordan played by Viola Davis. I hope she gets an uh, Academy nomination for Best Supporting Actor in um, a film for the Oscars. Uh, I think she's phenomenal. I love Viola Davis. Air was such a good time. And I really enjoy these like kind of the making of movies. I didn't see Tetris, but I should. I heard that was great. Blackberry I also heard was really good. So I got to check those out. Um, finally, we have my top three movies of the year. And this might be a polarizing take. So I lumped in superhero movies from June in this category. So that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and The Flash. Now, yes, The Flash on paper struggles, struggles through, get through it. And I completely respect, but I was having a really bad night. This was kind of the start of the end of that friendship group. And I went to The Flash and it cheered me up and it made me feel good. And I love Michael Keaton and I loved um, Sasha Kaije. Um, who was great. Oh, and the Blue Beetle movie? I forgot the Blue Beetle movie. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Uh, Blue Beetle, we're going to lump this in that category. So um, so I really loved it. I, um, I don't know. I had a great time. So that's where I'm coming from with that. And then my other favorite is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Phenomenal. I cannot wait for the next one. It was gorgeous to watch. Cannot say enough good things. Rio Morales is my favorite. Also for the Super Mario movie, I forgot to mention Luma is my favorite. My favorite movie of the year, Elemental from Pixar. I loved it so much. Wade Ripple, I am Wade Ripple. 
Um, and I just loved Elemental so much. It was so freaking good. Cannot say hi, speak highly enough. Uh, so these are kind of the shows that define my year, the movies that define my year. And um, yeah, I just wanted to come in here, do one more podcast for the year, and just thank you all for listening. Uh, if you listen to this podcast at all, please let me know. I really want to give you a shout out. I really appreciate all the people who have supported me along the years, uh, all the people who I've podcasted with, all the phenomenal guests I've had this year. Thank you. Um, and I can't wait to do more in 2024. So from the Brazilian dragon himself, happy holidays. Obrigado for listening. And I'll see you next year. Bye.